Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. You're listening to Prime Time on Money FM 89.3. I'm Rachel Kelly. Now, the 8th Milken Institute Asia Summit, a hybrid virtual and in-person event, gathered global leaders to amplify ideas and create more equitable, inclusive societies. This year's theme, the power of human connection, something I think we can all agree some of us may have been missing in some form or another in our lives over the past 19 months, 20 months, perhaps even two years. Now, to talk to us about the importance of this theme and how it plays into themes such as sustainability, I spoke to Executive Director Asia at the Milken Institute, Laura Dill Lacey, on the sidelines of the Milken Institute to Asia Summit. Laura, congratulations on a successful event this week, the Milk in Asia Summit. Quite a feat to this hybrid event amidst the, the pandemic. It's uh, great to have you with us. Thank you. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you for inviting me. So tell us, I mean, the theme of this year's summit is the power of human connection. Very apt, given that many of us have felt void of connection over the past 18 months. And at the summit, key issues such as climate change, economic inequality were discussed. But perhaps you can tell us from your perspective, why is the power of human connection so important when addressing these issues? Well, Rachel, I think the dynamic society really uh, provides opportunities for all, and mm-hmm. we need to come together uh, to address these big global challenges, right, from climate change to economic inequality to, you know, COVID and, and, and all the big issues that we're facing right now. After all, we all live in one planet and we need to work together. It's through collaboration that we will succeed. On the back of that, Laura, this summit comes hot on the heels of COP26. What's your perspective on the success of the climate talks? I think COP26 was a success. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's still a lot of work ahead. The audience of the Milken Institute is mostly investors and, and people in the financial services industry. It's really important for them to understand what the global leaders would like to achieve with COP26. And that's what we're trying to translate, you know, the messages from COP26 into a, for, for an investor audience. Okay. And that said, speaking of an investor audience, accelerating momentum of ESG financing was also addressed on day one of the summit. What are some of the barriers here and how can these be addressed? So ESG now is, is, is the hottest issue for the investor community. In every single panel that we had addressed ESG. So therefore, it's really important for us to, to actually talk about. So it can't be just a talking point. It has to be applicable, and uh, measured. So we, we really have those conversations. It's not only about climate, but it's also about being in- inclusive, being making sure that businesses are pi- part of society. So it, you know, we're trying to, uh, to give that comprehensive approach to ESG. Okay, and from sustainability of the planet to the longevity and sustainability of businesses. Earlier, I was joined by panelists to discuss how to build lasting enterprises. How does sustainability and business longevity go hand in hand from your perspective? Well, businesses, for them to be to succeed, they need to be part of, of the society that where they where they operate, mm-hmm. and therefore they need to focus on wellness of their employees 
on the wellness of their customer base, also their shareholders. So it's it's all about diversity, inclusion, climate consequences. It's really about also long term. It's really thinking about the long term. It can't be we, we can't be short term. You know, focusing mm-hmm. on every quarter. We really need to think about you know how are these businesses going to last for the for the long run, and we do that through the the, the ESG lenses. And I think that's so important. So that said, Laura, what are some of your key takeaways from this year's summit? I mean, you're hosting this summit at a time, well, it's a very challenging time for many who would have known or thought that we would still be amidst the pandemic almost two years later. What are some of your key takeaways from this year? Well, I think that, I think that's the, the, the key takeaways that mm-hmm. we just didn't, we couldn't predict this or you know that we would be where we are today but what covid has shown us is that human innovation as well it, it's you know with the vaccines uh, and and how you know the cures how we've been able to really come together and address the big challenge which was it was covid and we're still going through it but we are in a much better place than we were a year ago you look at singapore for example with the 85% vaccination rate i mean singapore is a great example of where countries can be and that you can the government can work with its people to find a solution you know yes sometimes it's painful but in the you know but you know we're going to make it out of this you know with with minimal you know human loss of lives and 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 things like that so for for us at the the milken institute is to be able to be a neutral nonpartisan platform to have these conversations about you know finance and health and climate and all, all these big issues because it you know investors um play a key role in terms of where they put them, their money you know and and and, and that is going to affect the future and we try to make sure that people are thinking about you know the big issues that are shaping the asia pacific region Wonderful. Well, Laura, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Thank you so much, Rachel. It's a pleasure. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.